Yeah. That was four years ago. So, uh, (laughs) plenty of time. (laughs) It is plenty of time. Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music episode 166, the Planet Rotopay episode. This week, very happy to have on the podcast Trisha Tripp of the band Hearts Gone South. Hearts Gone South is a country and hockey talk band from Asheville and... Did I say hockey talk? Honky talk. Band from Asheville, North Carolina and Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, its uh, lead singer and primary songwriter is Trisha Tripp, who we'll be talking with tonight, today, whenever this was. Anyway, Trisha and the gang, Hearts Gone South, uh, tour all over the country. Uh, they are playing, I'm sure, somewhere near you because they play all the time. And you can find their new album, Mercy of Your Tide, at Bandcamp and all the streaming services. And of course, we'll have links to it in the show notes. Also joining the podcast this week with another one of her reviews is Allison Price, and she'll be reviewing the new release by Antitypical, and we will have a closing song by Pippa Hoover. But for now, here is Hearts Gone South. On this cold Kentucky morning the sun's about to rise the birds are softly singing at the dark clouds in the sky the frost is on the pumpkins left out in the field as I Still feel your arms around 
Stumped yourself about your own song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I wrote that in Kentucky. Actually, I I am originally from Kentucky, and uh, I was working in Berea. uh, I think it was like October 2019. I was painting a mural out there, and it was freezing. (laughs) 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 I was trying. I was trying to keep my mind off of being cold um but i started i started writing that um on a ladder while i was while i was painting some white fringeless orchids on the side of the building and uh um sometimes i actually can't sing that song live because it makes me cry um but I think it's a really beautiful song. But yeah, in in my mind, the story that I have in my mind about it is that it's a wife whose uh, husband has passed away, and uh, and she's just sitting there trying to keep it all together in the kitchen. Mm. Yeah, I, sometimes when I write songs, they just have their own life and they just they just run. You know, I start one line and then it just takes its own life and goes, goes where it's gonna go. You wrote this uh, yourself? I did. Yeah. yeah, I write. I write all the songs for Hearts Concept. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Last time I talked to you, you uh, were not really playing guitar, but you were tr- starting to learn. Have you? How's that been going? Yeah, that I was four I years ago. Thought. So uh, you <laughs> plenty of time. It is plenty of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that time got filled with love. Lots of other things in life. I uh, I know how to play some chords, but I I am nowhere near close to oh. using the guitar to, to actually write uh, my songs. I still write my songs uh, by singing them. Uh, you ever thought about auto harp? That's easy to play. <laughs> I did just get a piano. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so we'll see where we go with that. And then uh, we were just in Kentucky playing a bunch of shows, and uh, I don't know what happened, but all my relatives brought different instruments to give me, and so half the stage was just like full of oh, wow. <laughs> like That's a cool. fiddle, a trumpet, an electric guitar, an amp. Yeah. Okay. So now I have a whole uh, onslaught of instruments to learn. <laughs> Tell me, uh, each of, first of all, your band's called Hearts Gone South. Yes. And what's the mm-hmm. name of the album? Uh, Mercy of Your Tide. Mercy of Your Tide. And um, 
What's the best place for people to stream or download the album? Uh, it'll be available on all of the regular plat- music platforms. Uh, we'll have it for sale on our bank camp. And the vinyl will be a pre-order because it won't be available until spring of 2023. Say each of the band members' name and tell me one thing interesting about them. <laughs> if you can't think of something, um, just, just make something up or I will. And then, you know. uh, J.P. Parsons, he's our guitar player and he has no sense of smell. And uh, Scott Thomas is our drummer. And he used to do professional, I mean, not professional, uh, reenactment samurai battles. Samurai battles? Yeah, he has a little basement full of swords. Nice. Yeah. uh, And uh, Ian Wade is our bass player. And... um, Okay, I tell you about Ian right now. He just moved here from the West Coast. We just picked him up. Um, he's a he's a like fancy woodworker. He like he takes the old trees and makes these giant slab furniture thing. That's his. That's his like main job um and steve Ernest uh, is our pedal self player and he's a he's also a sound engineer so he's doing some recording for us right now. um that was uh that was none of that was salacious enough I need something. Like really... <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, yeah. I don't really want to. <laughs> Give me an inquire inquirer headline for each of the band members. <laughs> Pretty sure.
shut down and so we had to turn around and go straight home and I started I kind of started writing it on my way home because uh, it was just it was just such an abrupt stop I guess I wasn't really paying attention very well to what was happening in the world and I didn't really uh, fully fully believe that uh, things were as bad as they were um, imagine because I've lived through so many possible ends of the world <laughs> you know you know that I was like okay whatever sure plague pandemic whatever um but it yeah I I wrote it and I when I was writing it I was feeling really uh sad about the reality of everything but then also was trying to by the end of it really think about the the things that were coming out that were positive and um i guess i just felt like at that time uh it really became apparent like the importance of be making sure that the people in your life that are close to you that you love know that and uh and that we all try to take care of each other a little better than we have been can you tell me about a favorite toy you had as a child? <laughs> I still have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my mom, uh, I can't remember how old I was. I've had it forever. But my mom got me this, uh, it's like plastic kangaroo that has a, a baby kangaroo in the pouch on the spring. Mm-hmm. And then it has a, it has a cord that goes off it with a squeeze ball, you know, like, and so it squeezes oh, yeah. air into the legs and it oh. makes it hop across the room. Oh. And it has this really good, has this really good, like, sound whenever it hops. And, uh, and the baby kangaroo's head, like, wobbles all around when it jumps. It's pretty great. But, yeah, that's my favorite. Song. Oh, cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you still have, how often do you play with it now? <laughs> every day. Every day. Every day. It's a source of joy, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, are you a good cook? I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I like my cooking. You eat what you cook, so that's... That's a good I eat with my I eat what I cook. Yeah. I cook a lot for the band too. Like when we have uh, um, band retreats or like long recording sessions, like mm-hmm. I'll fix a bunch of stuff, and then other people bring stuff too. But I usually try to fix a big meal so nobody gets depleted or hangry. So throw me 
that's like the eternal pining love song, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, this album has a lot of um, natural elements in it, I guess. Like that, but I am I am in love with the ocean through and through, yeah. <laughs> and so I love. Uh, I, lo- I love ocean metaphors, I guess. But, but yeah, Mercy of Your Tide uh, is definitely a song about uh, being swept away by by feeling, you know, strong feelings of love, but not uh, not being able to voice them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the most uh, Hank Williams uh sounding song i think were you were you tempted to try to make it even more like hank williams was that an accident? <laughs> that's just how it came out okay. that's just how it came out yeah this album has a lot of a lot of different styles of songs on it mm-hmm. for sure more than any other album tell me about a book and a movie that you like doesn't have to be your favorite. I just started. I just, my uh, my friend just gave me a copy of the Loretta and Patsy book, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been reading that, and I love Loretta Lynn's writing voice almost as much as I love her singing voice. Like she just cracked me up. Mm-hmm. She's just a really good storyteller and a really good. Um, I don't know. Really, her voice comes through very well in her writing. What what is the what is so, the Loretta and Patsy book? Uh, it's a it's a book about her and Patsy Klein's friendship and how they mm-hmm. met and how they became close and 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 partly too about Loretta Lynn's just uh, journey to Nashville, I guess. Like she, how she, she how she got there. Yeah, she wrote it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. It's short, it's fun, but it's fun and funny. It's that's, got a lot of good stories in it. That's interesting that someone would include another person in their autobiography. It's like, here's my autobiography and Patsy Cline also. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, she wrote, you know, because she did Coal Miner's Daughter, so that's her, like, oh, yeah, big, that's yeah. you know. But this this one's, like, more specific about her and Patsy Oh, I got you. Okay. Friendship, yeah. Uh, and what about a uh, movie? Coal Miner's Daughter, I assume. <laughs> I've watched that over 50 times oh, in yeah. my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would kind of watch it a lot. Yeah, I've watched that ever since I was a kid. I love that movie. <laughs> but um, uh, I kind of think the last movie that I I watched it was some weird. It was some weird, like demon movie, like an '80s demon movie that was like real campy. It's pretty funny, but I can't remember the name. Of hmm. it. I'm pretty into like werewolf movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love werewolves. Not a lot yeah. of werewolf movies. I'm like, I like zombies, and they're everywhere. I like zombie. Well, yeah, stuff. zombies. Zombies are very popular yeah. these days, but. I did just rewatch American Werewolf in London, and I will say I think right. it still holds up. I can name. It's let's like, see. So I can name. I'm gonna just see. I'll I'll cut this out probably or put it in twice. <laughs> so I haven't decided. But um, 
I can name. Uh, there's American Will Will. American Werewolf in London, Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. the, the original <laughs> Werewolf, you know, right. uh, Teen Wolf Two. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's probably Abbott and Costello and the Werewolf probably because they did a lot of those. Movies. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Well, then there's like the old, you know, because there's like that old belt. I mean, Bella Lugosi was vampire. Yeah. Well, that's why when I said you the know. werewolf, I, that's the one I meant. The like, original werewolf. Oh, that one. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. The one where mm-hmm. the special effects are, they show a video of him, and then they show a video of him with makeup on, and then a video of him with more makeup on, and then a video with him. You know, there's like five videos. They don't even pretend. Like, just hold your head still, you know. I mean, they did the best they could. And I guess... um. What's the uh what's the like teen teen novels and movies? It's mostly about vampires, um, but they also have werewolves in them. Right. There's Dracula's uh, and werewolves. Um Yeah. I forget what that you know one's called. But everybody knows what we're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 It's like very, very moody. It's like an emo the emo werewolf. Oh, it's so Dracula. moody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More from Trisha Tripp and Hearts Gone South in just a few moments. I want to remind you that you can find their music at heartsgonesouth.bandcamp.com and just search Hearts Gone South at all the streaming services or just check the show notes for other links to their music. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcast, or just search WNC Original Music at your favorite podcast player. Corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with Taylor Maxson. Uh, gumbo, of course, is a spicy, uh, hearty stew or soup. And Gumbo is the mascot dog of the New Orleans Saints. So we were both right. Allison Price joins us again this episode for her uh, very interesting music reviews. This week she reviews the new album by South Carolina's Antitypical. Here's Allison. A self-labeled neurodivergent duo out of Greenville, South Carolina, Antitypical is just that, not only forging their own path, but actively pushing against what is typical. And this is a stance I respect. As a neurodivergent human myself, I truly appreciated the risk this duo took with their EP, Hyperfixation Theater. Their lyrics are deep and dark, requiring attention and thought. The soundscapes they create are similar. I felt I was entering a world not unlike the Upside Down, and gain new perspectives on my own experience through listening. The EP is based on works by Japanese novelist Koji Suzuki, pulling from the book series that inspired the movie The Ring, which in turn inspired its American counterpart. Musically, the landscape is lush, utilizing a combination of electronic sounds and powerful beats. They play by incorporating different vocal styles and remix sounds from other scenarios to create a unique listening experience. Antitypical seems to draw on inspiration from several musical traditions, while weaving them together to make it their own. My only caveat is, listen to this music when you are in a mood to explore darkness. It grabs hold and doesn't let go. For me, it was slightly triggering, not in a negative way, but the lyrics resonated with some of my own difficult experiences and brought them to the forefront of my consciousness. I wouldn't be able to visit the Upside Down every day, but I appreciate the perspectives I gain from listening to Hyperfixation Theater. Hi, this is Jody Hildebrand Lee. And this is Jordan Lee. Together we are the, the Couldn't, Couldn't Be, Be Happiers, and you're listening to WNC, WNC Original Music. Music.
that just popped into my head like the whole song and I brought it to the band and I feel like we wrote it in five minutes um but I love the guitar the like opening guitar riff for that uh that song yeah that one's just it's just a fun one it's just like here I am yeah I'm ready for it come on over don't have don't have to wonder Did um did you guys record all these like at, at one time? Yeah, we recorded them all at a classic recording studio over in Bristol. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. half half of the band lives in Bristol now. So oh, half yeah, of the band right. lives in uh, Bristol, Virginia, and Tennessee. Okay. So we uh, we cro- we go back and forth. We trade off where we practice. Hmm. Um, so nobody's you know having to do all the driving. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, beside your own song, uh, what's the song you listen to that still gives you an emotional reaction? Oh, there's so many. There's so many all the time. Uh, keep it to uh, 15 I... or under. <laughs> it's hard for me because I, I have like, for the most part, and always have have a very visceral visceral reaction to music. Like, I I have big emotions around mm-hmm. songs a lot of times, and if I really don't like a song, it like makes me want to punch things. And if I really <laughs> love a song, uh-huh. 
until it gets really deep inside, you know. But I will say, um, Julia Sanders, she sent me an advance of her album before uh, it came out. And that Western Wind song is so gorgeous. And I saw her play it at the Grey Eagle um, when she opened for the Devlons. And I cried. I totally oh, yeah. cried. It's just. Yeah, I mean, she's just such a she's just such an amazing performer, anyway. But uh, well, some of her songs just really flow me, and that one that one really stuck with me as oh, yeah. as a powerful song. She didn't send me an advanced copy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent her mine. <laughs> I thought we were close. <laughs> we were trying. Yeah. We were. Trading back and forth, seeing what each other thought about uh, what song should be the single. Oh. When uh, after we were finished here, will you text her and just say you t- told her that? And I was really incensed. <laughs> like he kept like he just he, fell out. He kept bringing it up. He kept like you know that's all he would talk about after that. Where's my copy? Where's my copy? Yeah. <laughs> It's just a digital right. copy. If that makes you feel any better, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> makes feel worse because it would have been easier. She could have just cc'd me. It would have been so easy just to say, "Oh, and Ron too," but but she didn't. That's all right. You know, I'm all right. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. No problem. <laughs> it's cool. Okay. It's okay. No problem. Do you have a um? Do you have a musical impression that you do or impersonation? Oh no! No, not really. No. no. Try to. Can you try to find one? <laughs> Let's come up with one right now. <laughs> I think it's too well on the spot. Oh, okay. I was doing a bunch when we were driving over from Kentucky, but it was just mimicking what was over on the radio. Oh, okay. But no, I don't have any real good. I don't have any real good. Uh, Right. Who was it that would do those really good? Was it Jerry Reed? I can't remember. There's like oh, a couple yeah. guys that would, you know. Yeah. Was he the one who did that song? I can't remember. I can't remember if it was Jerry Reed or somebody did a really good Jerry Reed impression. Well, that's probably true too. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. You know what I heard? Uh, I heard somebody the other day. Um, what was that guy's name? He was on Saturday Night Live and he did the making copies. Do you remember that guy? It's like a. Steve, Steve-O, oh. Steve Arino, Stevie B. Yeah, but I don't Cup. remember his well, I heard face. Him. I remember that banner, but... Yeah, I heard him on something, and he does the most amazing Elvis impression I've ever heard. He does him talking, oh, uh, talking and singing, and it was it was like he could just talk as him. Like I think he probably just goes around for days at a time talking as that, and it was perfect. I was like, oh, my God, this sounds incredible. Like Elvis. <laughs> he should have been in that Elvis movie. Maybe he's like... Maybe that's his side job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's really into Elvis, so that's probably has something to do with it. <laughs> Why are you thirsting at the well that you know has run dry? You cry 
it's time to move on Honey, I see you going down to that well every day Lowering your bucket while you hope and you pray But when you bring it up, there's not a single drop to drain Thirsting at the well. When I wrote That's the best place to be thirsty if you had to be thirsty. (laughs) Except for this well, don't have no water in it. (laughs) That well's dry. (laughs) Um, When I first wrote that song, I thought it was going to be like a Bakersfield style song with like mariachi horns and all kinds of stuff. And when I brought it to the band, it turned into what it is now, which I really love. But it was really, it took a very, a different turn mm-hmm. than, than what I was imagining. Yeah. But um, it's a fun one. It's very different from our other stuff. Um, we end with it a lot now at our shows because it's, it's got such a big sound. But yeah, that one's all about like, not letting go, I guess. That's all about like sit, sitting at the well that doesn't have no water to drink and still thinking you're going to get something out of it. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. like over and over again. Right. Yeah. 
So we made a music video for that one that should be coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it, yeah. Uh, What's your favorite part of this interview so far? (laughs) I guess it sounds like it was that question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tough question. Tough question. Yeah. I really have to pick a favorite? Oh, no, you don't really have to. Uh, Where's your uh, favorite place to go on vacation? Or a a favorite place? It doesn't have to, you know, no pressure to Mm. pick the absolute first. (laughs) uh, One of my favorite places to go is uh, Tybee. It's where? Outside of Savannah. Tybee Island. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never been. What's it like? What's there? Oh, it's kind of great because it's like, well, I grew up on a lot of beach towns mm-hmm. after I left Kentucky. So I don't like really big touristy beaches. I kind of like weird, tiny beaches. And uh-huh. uh, is like, it's got a really nice beach and the Savannah River empties out right there. So it's really cool because there's all these different types of like things that wouldn't really happen just at the beach or just, you know, just at the river. There's tons of dolphins. And it's also, like, kind of seedy, but in a nice way, like in a comfortable way. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's got pretty much everything you would want at a beach, but just one of them, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, one grocery store. there's There's, like, Couple restaurants, couple of this, and um, it's just small and and not like super flashy, mm. but it's real pretty mm. and laid back and um. You've made me both yeah, want to go there enough- and never go there again, or never go there at all. We'll see. What's what. that? You've made me simultaneously want to go there tomorrow and uh, stay away from there for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see which wins. It's just uh, my retirement plan actually is this like my retirement plan is to move to Tybee Island and open up a little honky tonk bar there. Mm-hmm. Has music seven days a week and just have my friends touring bands come and play and have a house band. Yeah, yeah, that'd be and, cool. Yeah. 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 They don't have that there yet. So right, yeah. Just they can only have one, so you better get in there quick before. I know. <laughs> okay, thanks to Trisha Tripp from Hearts Gone South for being uh, on the podcast, returning to the podcast. She's always great to talk to. Lots of fun, super fun. Uh, don't forget you can find Hearts Gone South music at heartsgonesouth.bandcamp.com. Also by searching Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, all that Russian site that I used to download stuff on, uh, I think they're up there too. Um, But just search the internet for them. Also, follow them uh, on social media so you know when they're playing near you. They play quite a bit. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, thanks to Allison Price for doing her music reviews. So happy to have her on board and looking forward to uh, all of her upcoming reviews. For the closing song this week, uh, very happy to have Pippa Hoover uh, supplying a track. Uh, first of all, I just have to mention um, that I love Pippa's name because it lets me do my Irish accent when I say Pippa Hoover. 
And I, I feel like she really hates that, so uh, I hope it's not too bad. Anyway, she is a Chapel Hill-based singer-songwriter and a multi-instrumentalist. I can't say that word. And she is the cellist in the indie folk band Honey Magpie, who have been on the podcast before. And this is from her solo album called Nightbird Singing, which was released in 2018. It's a really great album. I listened to the whole thing. It's really, this is, this is, this is a great song. It's not even my favorite song from the album. So go listen to the whole album, Nightbird Singing. Here's Pippa Hoover. Have a good week. Don't forget to subscribe to the 